Melissa Shepard skipped her usual breakfast of a venti mocha and crumble cake and instead drank two glasses of French mineral water. She wanted to go into the day with an empty stomach. She didn't want to puke herself like the last time, when Mars' curiosity had landed. The fried eggs had ended up all over the front of her white lab coat, and she had become the star of a viral YouTube video that showed everyone cheering when curiosity touched down. And there she was, with breakfast all over her. This morning would be even more nerve-wracking for her than curiosity. Back then, she'd been only a mid-level techie. Now she was a team leader. Today was the first live trial of the $100 million Titan Explorer and its software package. She arrived at 7. She wasn't the only one there. A group of engineers had been there all night, charging the bottle for the test. But she was early enough that the giant testing facility was almost empty, filled with spooky echoes as her every footfall reverberated in the vast space. The Environment Simulator facility was one of the largest buildings on the Goddard Spaceflight Campus, a warehouse-like space covering five acres of ground, occupied with bizarre machines and testing chambers. This was where satellites and space probes were frozen, shaken, heated, fried, irradiated, spun on centrifuges, and blasted with sound to see if they could survive the forces of liftoff and the extreme environments of outer space. If they were going to fail, they would fail here, where they could be fixed and redesigned, instead of failing in deep space, where they could not. The first test of the Titan Explorer was different from the usual Goddard test. They were not going to simulate the vacuum and cold of deep space. They were going to recreate the surface of Titan, the largest moon of Saturn, a far more hostile environment. Melissa Shepard took her time strolling through the testing area. She breathed the air, redolent of hot electronics and chemicals her eyes wandering among the gigantic, silent testing machines. She finally arrived at the central testing chamber, known as the Bottle. The Bottle stood inside a Class 1000 clean room, constructed out of hanging sheets of plastic with a laminar airflow filtering system. At the dressing area, she put on her gown, gloves, hair cover, mask, and booties. She had done it so many times before it was rote. She stepped through the heavy curtain of plastic and into the clean area. A soft hiss filled the space, and the air was cool, dry, and scentless, filtered of almost every speck of dust and particle of water vapor. The bottle rose in front of her, a stainless steel container 40 feet in diameter and 90 feet high with gantries leading to hatches. The tank was surrounded by metal bracing, pipes, and conduits. Inside the bottle, engineers had recreated a small portion of the Kraken Sea, the largest ocean on Titan. Today, they would put the Titan Explorer in the bottle to test it under real-world conditions. Saturn's largest moon was unique in the solar system, 
It was the only moon that had an atmosphere. It had oceans. It had rain and clouds and storms. It had lakes and flowing rivers. It had seasons. It had mountains and erupting volcanoes and deserts with dunes sculpted by wind. It had all this even though the surface of Titan hovered at 290 degrees below zero. The liquid on Titan was methane, not water. The mountains were made not of rock, but of water ice. The volcanoes that erupted spewed not molten lava, but, rather, liquid water. The atmosphere was thick and poisonous. The deserts were formed of tiny grains of tar, so cold they behaved like wind-blown sand on earth. It was an extreme.